0: blog talk radio to get a thousand miles from the earth a rocket would need this much power it would take far more than a human lifetime but a space station might look something like this to get a you are now listening to the technology TS3 radio show this much power. today's host this much power. Kenneth Saunders the third Good morning, everyone. This is the Technologist Cares Free Radio Show, the Morning Rise Edition. I am your host, Kenneth Saunders III. Wow, what a wonderful Tuesday morning it is. There are a lot of great things that are going on. And in particular, what's going on up in Detroit? You have the North American Auto Show that's going on right now, where there are a lot of cars that have been announced. Now, for those that don't know me, I am a big car enthusiast and I am a big. Enthusiast of cars that are modern, I am not an old-school car fanatic because I love technology and I like to see things move forward. And you think about it like this is that <clears throat> with today's show, um, I ask if historical education is important. And I put that question out there because it it really seems as if these days we don't necessarily look at history in the way that we're supposed to, and in particularly educating ourselves in history. Of course, the saying, "If you don't learn from your past, you're doomed to repeat it." In a lot of ways, it's very true. There are very different levels on this where I can talk about, you know, whether or not if it is dealing with, you know, politically and uh, socially, economically. A lot of things that are going on right now that we are repeating, and I think it's a shame because a lot of people aren't necessarily taking heed on what history is all about. Some people think it's boring, but it's really not. Now, how it applies to technology, because this is a for technolo- technolo- <laughs> cancer radio show, Um how does historical education play a part with technology? But if you're listening, um, this is a very short show. It's only 15 minutes. So it's, it's supposed to be really impactful, something that you learn from. And here's the thing, but you can actually call for a couple minutes. If you do, if you're you a live listener right now, you can call into the show at 347-994-1867. The number here is 347-994-1867. Six, seven. Now, when it comes to tech, the, the, the historical sense of technology, and the reason why I'm talking, bringing this up is because it goes to the foundation of how you get advice from people, people who talk about technology, including the news, if you're not only on the, ma- on the major networks, news networks, but then also the major tech news uh, sites, that if you look at how the journalist or the blogger on how, or the anchor or the an analyst on how they talk about certain things, you can get a feel of whether or not if they know the history of that particular product or that particular company. Because there are a lot of people out there that will call themselves technologists, for it and say that I know everything about this because I got this product two weeks ago and now I'm an expert. Or an analyst who says that I know this because I'm only looking at raw numbers and because of the numbers, this company is doomed to fail. So, one thing, I, and if I can get a little personal with you all, um, I've been in technology ever since I was a wee little baby. Well, maybe not really a baby, a little bit more than a toddler, but back in 1980, not a whole lot of people had computers. In fact, only 300,000 people in America had computers in their homes. I was fortunate and blessed to have that. And I learned and educated myself on computers and was able to get a PC and a, a Mac at a very early age and very privileged to do so. But it wasn't that I was just using it on a surface level as far as just playing games, but I was developing also. And understanding the history of technology. In fact, one of the best things that I got when I was growing up were books. And there was this Time Life uh, book series that talked about the history of computers. And not only going from the abacus but going through the development of the computers during the World War II, how Intel was created, how first microprocessor was created, and leading everything up to, at that point, the late 90s. I mean, not late 90s, but the late, late 80s. And so I understand the evolution of where we are when it comes to technology. And I am still amazed on how far we've come, and particularly in the last seven years, on how far we've come. Oh, really? Eight years, really? But how far we've come so quickly! Now, I brought up the auto show for for a reason because, again, I'm not a, a an old school car enthusiast, but I do study it so that I can have an appreciation for the technology that's coming out in these cars these days. Not only do you have cars that have these fancy screens that your phone can connect to, not only do these cars almost drive themselves with the amount of technology that they have, the sensors that are constantly going as you're driving. The technology and the drive in the the, the the drive trains in the in these vehicles, moving you know not only from the you know the gasoline based cars but the fuel injected cars, but then you also have the electric cars. The most impressive company to me is Tesla, and Tesla, founded by Elon Musk, that. It is a vehicle that is I can't even say is the future because it is here now. And it's just the rest of the automobile industry has to catch up. Tesla is so far ahead that I know it's going to be my next car. I'm just saying because it it takes the concept of what a car is and modifies it to the same degree as what happened when Apple released iPhone. you have the hardware, but it's all controlled by software, meaning that the Tesla Model S for instance, is upgradable whenever they release a new software version of the car for the car not only on how you use the touchscreen, this big 17-inch panel for your center console, but even on aspects of how you drive the car. It's absolutely amazing. And even with everything that that, that is coming out of Detroit with the new Chevy Volt, the Bolt, the Infiniti Q60 and stuff, they still aren't on the same level as Tesla. But that's the reason why, if you look at the history of cars, there has to be some type of level of progression. Now, again, this is the year 2015, 30 years ago, Back to the Future said that we'd be in flying cars. I'm still upset about that. But as becoming an adult and realizing, okay, people's driving skills really aren't that great on the road, how can they fly cars. I still think that needs still still needs to be developed. But in either case, what I really enjoy about learning about the history of things is being able to pass it on to other people. And to say, hey, like a company like Apple for instance and understanding the history of Apple there are a lot of a lot of people who think that they know about Apple simply because they released iPhone and now there are foregone ex- experts in in Apple and i'm not talking about regular consumers i'm talking about the people who are paid to know to analyze these companies but when you read the articles or read their opinions about things they make so many mistakes that lets you know that they don't know anything about the history of the company of Apple or even dealing with Microsoft, for instance. There are a lot of people that say that well Microsoft is completely lost that here's the thing: when you have huge companies that have lasted for this long in technology, for instance, they're not going anywhere, particularly like if you deal like a company with iBM you look at the history of IBM and what they've done. You don't hear about them that much because they're more of a service oriented company now. They work in the background, that's what they specialize in. There was a point even when people were saying, Oh, Intel has lost their way, that they're not as effective as they used to be. That's far from the truth because they. Are the ones who create the modern microprocessor, the things that you use in your in your computers right now. But a lot of people who are in this industry don't understand how to educate themselves on the history of this, and I really do believe that anybody in, in college really needs to take. And I know some. Colleges and universities do, but I think it really needs to be playing a part if somebody's really interested to be in the technology industry that they learn the history of, of, of technology, so that they get a greater idea of where it needs to go. Even companies, to a lot, some some companies to a degree, don't really understand on where technology needs to go. 'Cause they themselves may be only looking at their own history but not looking at the history of technology as a whole. So I really do believe that having historical education, particularly in technology, is extremely important. We are no longer in the in the in the sense of learning about what's happening now and moving forward. You have to take the culmination of what's happened in the past so that if you learn about the, the failures of the past, you don't repeat it. Like Another example of it is I deal with a company called Palm and then BlackBerry. And how they didn't even listen They really didn't even listen To what was actually Going on In the historical sense Of other companies They failed to adapt because they did not learn The history of other companies Which is the reason Why Palm no longer exists And why Blackberry doesn't Well they exist but not to the strength Of where they were before But as I close my I want to thank everyone for listening to my show. I hope that you got a sense of where we need to go. I will continue to talk about this. I'll talk to you again. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?